Welcome to Zero to One Cast, the podcast where thought leaders in Web3 meet to discuss pertinent topics in the cryptocurrency and NFT world. My name is JPEGtologist, and I'll be your host for today. So sit back, grab yourself a notepad if you wish, and enjoy. Today, we are joined by none other than Shadow. Say hi, Shadow. Hey guys, thanks for having us. So before I begin, let me introduce Shadow. Shadow has been full-time in crypto since 2020. He's the founder of three projects, Ghost Kid, Anon, and Ghost Foundation. Ghost Kid is a community-based project with a rating system. Anon is an anime branding project, and Ghost Foundation is a company doing SAAS, RAAS, and incubation. A very impressive resume indeed. So let's get started. So Shadow, you've launched Ghost DAO as a free mint and have achieved long-term success despite having no mint funds. What is your secret? How were you able to achieve this? Uh, so first to clarify a little bit, it was not exactly a free mint. The mint was 0.09 sol. So with a 5k supply, I think we made around 450 sol. So it's Definitely not a lot, you know, compared to most of the NFT project, but we was having like a little base to work around. And obviously also one thing that helped us a lot is that at the time we minted, the royalties was still a thing and we got lucky to have like a, a decent amount of volume that also helped to to fund the project. Uh, 50% of that royalties was coming back to our treasury and 50% was going to the DAO wallet to the DAO, for the DAO to do like whatever they want with it, you know, acquire some NFT, fund some projects, things like that. Uh, but, you know, besides that, I would say that one thing that helped us to, you know, um, develop the project even with a low amount of fund uh, was to find people that was sharing our vision and that was, you know, willing to work uh, without taking like a big salary, you know, just to help us grow the project. They just like saw the team, saw the vision, and they wanted to be part uh, of that journey, you know. So that's one thing that really helped us a lot at the beginning. Uh, we've been lucky to meet also Kellyan, that was our main developer at that time. Um, that was like, he's like a 16 years old kid, but he's like very talented, you know. And he did whole world's rating system alone. So that's kind of crazy when you think about it, like he's really very talented. So, you know, it's just a mix of, of a lot of different things, but... I would say the most important was to be really close from our community, to have a lot of, you know, talented people that joined in at a good time. And so we was able to leverage this community to develop the project and everyone was willing to take a bit of their time to help to grow the project. Yeah, so that's, that's really interesting. Everything you said there that would help you to make a project, you know, with minimal mint funds. I guess when I said no mint funds, I meant like really, really cheap mint uh, because I guess there are projects that had no mint funds, like where the, the mint is 0.001 sol or 0.01 sol, isn't it? So I guess when I say free mint, I meant yours was almost free. <laughs> Zero point yeah, yeah, no, definitely it wasn't, it, no. you know, very, very small mint. Very but small. the thing is to be transparent on our vision at that time. So the way we was seeing NFT, you know, it was... After the the big branding meta, you know, like we saw a lot of big projects launching with like more than 100k followers at that time. Uh, you know, that was a bit crazy. 
And it was bringing a lot of new users to the Solana space at that moment. And it was like, no, let's do the opposite. Like, let's create a Steel's Mint because it was a Steel's Mint, you know? We like opened the Twitter and launched it three days after. Let's do it like in a Steel's way. No whitelist grind, you know, like you don't need to go in the Discord and spam, not anything like that. Very low entry so everyone can join. And we really wanted to create this DAO for people to come and learn about the space, you know, and create like a core community that could educate people. Like that was the roadmap one for GhostKid. And so for that, we knew that we didn't really needed a lot of funding, you know. And that's also why 50% of the royalties was going towards the DAO wallet to help uh, fund community initiative. We was believing that, you know, if we get success with the royalty model, that was a thing back then. Uh, the royalty will pay us. So that was kind of our business model. Like we launched the project with not a lot, but the royalty will fund us. Like because we was believing that it was a more LC business model. Like, you know, you launch, you get like a bit of funding to do whatever you want. And then if you are successful, you make money. That's how a business should work, you know? Where in NFT, most of the time, you get most of the money upfront. And if you deliver or not, you will still have the money. So we were thinking like, it's not the best business model and let's try something else. But sadly, right now, it's not really possible anyway because of the situation with royalty yeah okay so it's kind of you know you're saying that this is something that we could have done someone could have done previously but then now it's a bit more difficult because of the royalty situation but everything you've mentioned is is really interesting and 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 in a way things that people can do isn't it like making sure that the community is uh, well formed and close knit also about the fact that you know you didn't have mint funds, yes, but you had people who were willing to work for the project for free. And I guess that's a really, really big deal. Um, in, in my opinion, even better than people you pay, because sometimes when you pay mercenaries, well, I say professional coders, they're a bit like mercenaries. So, you know, they would do the job, they get paid the money and then they leave. Um, sometimes the people that don't take money off you, that you didn't have to pay. Actually, sometimes they, they work even harder and they're passionate about it because that, that's why they're there in the first place, helping you for free in the first place, isn't it? So yeah, I yeah, no, completely. You know, like that's a model that we really believe in. Uh, if you look at, at our team today, most of them are OG community members. That was first, you know, just community member in the Discord vibing with everyone. And then we promoted some of them, you know, to be first moderator, then some of them became like project manager, uh, you know, same thing for developers that we were having at that time. So it's just like we take people that are in the community that are already providing value for free and we get them on the team. And today, you know, know that we have like more fund, these people are rewarded for all the work that they put in because you now they have like a better salary. We are able to pay them more, everything like that, you know, they, so it's just like about creating a win-win situation for me with your community. And if people want to provide value on the long term, you need to make them win also, you know. For me, NFT is all about align incentive. And I think it's a great example of what we was able to do with Kid. Yeah, absolutely aligning incentive. Yeah, people can't work for free uh, forever, uh, even if they want to, um, because eventually they'll have to uh, feed themselves. Uh, and so that, that's really interesting. That's really, really good. Uh, thank you for the answer. Just just moving on to the, to the next question. So... Uh, Congratulations on raising funds from the Anon collection. So the Anon collection was an, uh, a free mint. Uh, will you <laughs> approach that differently since you now have more capital? Yeah, obviously. So Anon was minted, I think, two months ago. 
So it was like since nine months that we was working on Ghost Kid. And obviously, you know, as we said, we launched as a DGN Mint, not a lot of fund. Even if we created like a software service, uh, software as a service, trading service, you know, that allow us to make some fund and make and be sustainable. Uh, it wasn't enough at some point to be able to develop all the crazy ideas that we had in mind. So it was like, okay, it's. I think it's time, you know, we can go to the next level and we can mint like a new collection. Obviously, minting a new collection is not only to fund the first one, it's also to create Anon. That is a project that we'll use to experiment differently, you know, with like a more branding aspect to this NFT project. And, you know, obviously, know that we have more fun. Uh, we are taking the thing differently. We hired more people. We manage a team with way more people also. So, you know, like the intern management changed a lot. Uh, but I think we was ready for that because, you know, it's been, it was like nine months that we was working on Ghost Kid. We knew where we wanted to go, how to achieve this goal. And we just needed the funding to achieve this. And I think that we're in a, in a good spot right now, you know, so it's been like two months that we minted Anon. Now we have the fund, you know, and we need to put them at contribution to bring a lot of value to the people that trust us and invested on us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's so important, just giving back to the to the people that trusted you, you know, the inve- the people that invested in you and you know, put their heart and money in their pocket so that hopefully you will have enough success so that they can also, you know, get something out of it. But I think in the end, um, it's really impressive, regardless of, of what happens to the project. I'm sure you guys will do really, really well. But regardless of what happens, you still have that basic community. And with that, you can always come back if things go uh, sideways or if things get difficult. Or if you're achieving success, to, to just keep building on that success and keep just getting better. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing that make me the most bullish on both like Ghost Kid and Anon. You know, for example, at the moment, uh, you know, the market is not that good. Uh, it's a bit hard for us, you know, like we've been a bit down for like the last few weeks. But the core community is still here. They still believe in the vision. They know that it's just a matter of time, you know, like we received a lot of funds and we need to use them to build things that will be cool for them. Yeah. Absolutely. So they just trust us, you know, they they know that it takes time because we want to provide a lot of quality and this kind of stuff, you know, you can't like just clap and it appear like that. Um, but yes, that's the thing that makes that for me, Ghost Kid or Anon will never disappear because we have this core community that will be here no matter what because they trust in us and we support them, you know, once again, win-win situation for everyone. So yeah, I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day, you know, NFT is just like a community of people that uh, regroup behind a cool JPEG. And so if you don't have this cool community of people, I think it's obviously way harder and we're happy to have one that supports us whatever happens. So yes. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's move on a little bit to um, building in general. So um, just tell us what, in your opinion, is the most important thing about building in Web3 since you've obviously built Ghost Kid in on Ghost Foundation. What's the most important thing about building? <laughs> I would have say being able to build a community, but you know, it's on the bit cheesy and we already talked about that a lot. But I would say the second thing, but it's more like in Web3 or in life in general, is being flexible and be able to know where you make a mistake and to correct that mistake later, you know? Like, I think it's very important. The space move like super fast, you know, like faster than most of the other ecosystem in the world. So you just need to be able to understand the new trend and try to adapt what you are doing at the moment. Because sometimes you can come with an ID and say, okay, this ID is going to be ready in, in three, four months. 
But during these three, four months, there's like new train, new things that will make this idea obsolete and you will need to, to switch, you know, and you need to be able to do that and not stay like untitled to this idea and don't pivot later. I think that's the most important thing, you know, like being able to pivot fast, be flexible and resilient. Yeah, I totally agree with that uh, because as you can see, many of the other builder projects, apart from yourselves, like uh, Blocksmith Labs, they've also done a lot of pivoting as well. Um, and I think pivoting is the hallmark of, of you know, staying afloat, staying successful. A lot of builder projects that haven't been able to pivot, unfortunately, haven't done as well. Um, so I, I would I, I totally agree with that, definitely. Yeah, ex exactly. You know, like for me, the, the most important in, is to invest on team that you know will do well on the long term, that have the good mentality. And, you know, for me, a good team of people with a good mentality will always succeed at some point, you know, if they are able to always test new things, be able to pivot fast, maybe one thing will not work, the other thing will not work, but at some point they will succeed and that's how your investment will make you money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the, the issue is that, you know, in Solana recently, everyone was about like, oh, I want to invest on a product. If you guys mean to NFT project, you need to have a working product that will that will make money and be sustainable. The thing is, there is only a few of successful products that can be shipped, you know? And when there's like 10 NFT projects that launch the same product, obviously maybe only one of them will succeed or maybe no one of them will succeed because at the end of the day, this idea was not that good. So investing on, on product is good, but at the same time, there is not a lot of successful products. So it can also be hard. And if the product fails, the team is not able to pivot because they either don't have the capacity or they spent all the fun on this product the project will go down and nobody will be able to, you know, make it go up again at some point. So that's why I prefer personally to invest on people. That's what I do since I'm in the space and that worked well for me, you know. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, that's just my vision. I think sometimes it's better to bet on people than on a product and successful people will always find a way, you know, to, to ship something that will make the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So good attitude good skills and ability to pivot. Yeah. So these are the real important things uh, when building. Yeah, exactly. And obviously you need to, it's always hard to know, you know, behind the screen. Uh, but I feel sometimes, you know, when you see like how founder interact with their community or if they don't interact with their community at all or how they are on Twitter, if they are on Twitter space, you know, you can listen to them. Um, it's easier to understand like how they think about the space, what is their vision. And if you fit with this vision, it becomes a conviction play. And if the price go up, you're happy. If the price go down, you know, you can just accumulate more. And on the long term, for me, that's the kind of mentality that will pay, you know, as an investor. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a good idea. You know, just listening to other people as well, getting ideas and seeing what resonates with you. So what are the greatest challenges that you faced when building in Web3? <laughs> um, it's a good question. I, I would say there is a few, obviously. Uh, the first, the harder, I would say, is to understand what people want, you know, because sometimes I feel like Solana Digen, even themselves, they don't really know what they want. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it's a bit hard, but I think once as a project, you manage to find what works for you to build around it and develop around it, you know, and adapt to the current market trends, it's way easier. And I would say the second big challenge that we faced more on the human level uh, so as I say, you know, we was having like Kellyanne, our first dev that we was working with. Uh, but besides that, it's been hard for us to really find the perfect devs since we will stop working with him. Um, because we started to hire more, you know, like we was looking to have like four devs. 
Uh, today we only have like one left because he's like the, the best that we had, but the other one it never really worked. So I would say on the human level, sometimes it's hard, you know, to find people as you want uh, because it comes back to what we were saying earlier, you know, when it's people from your community that you promote that are passionate about your project, it's easy to find someone that will do the job. But when you just come and make, you know, like job announcement and it's more, as you say, like mercenaries that come, um, sometimes it can be hard and that's the kind of thing that, you know, as investor, people don't realize, but having a dev that don't really fit the, the vision of the project or that don't really work as expected or things like that, that's the kind of thing that can really make you like lose a lot of time on certain things that you want to ship, you know, it make you like miss some deadlines, stuff like that. So overall, like finding a, a good team, uh, I would say it's the hardest part. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And and I think um I think it really shows that you've really been in the trenches because um you've I'm sure you've learned a lot of this actually having gone through it yourself, isn't it? You you threw yourself in there and you realize, okay, actually, there's a lot of things um that that people don't really realize when they first start. They think, you know, you know, as a builder, they think, okay, maybe the hardest thing is the building. But no, it's actually the people, isn't it? And that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because we have the idea, we know where we want to go. Uh, but obviously, you know, like Gosti and me, the two founder, uh, we Gosti is a bit more tech than me, you know, like he know to code a little bit, but nothing crazy, you know, he's still like beginner. Um, and so we need developer you know, to work with us, like to, to do like all the tech stuff that we have in mind. Uh, the thing is, yeah, if you don't have the good people at the right time to work with you, it can be really hard to execute on all the ideas that you have. And people will think like, okay, now I have the money. I can hire some good people that will work with me. But sometimes having money doesn't mean that we'll find the, the good people right away. You know, like uh, we saw that after the Anon Mint, who was like, okay, no, we have like more that capital that we never had. You know, it will be easy to build. But actually you see like new problematics that come. And, you know, I think as a founder in NFT, you always learn, like whatever happened, you always learn about new scene, there is a new challenge, there is a new technology that appear, you know, stuff like that. So you always need to learn and be able to adapt, you know, we come to what I was saying earlier. And yeah, hiring the good people is definitely like a, a nice uh, a challenge that you will face as a, as a founder. Definitely, I totally agree with that because there's some projects I know that definitely have enough money and cannot hire the, the, the right developers uh, because, you know, you just need that, you know, one, two people that are just really, really high quality, really hardworking, could be better than a whole army of devs. Um, and and I've, I've had that experience before personally as well, uh, before, I, before I came to Solana. So it's really important to just uh, find those people and keep them by your side. So adoption is also important, as we know, since you can build the best product, but without adoption, it won't get very far. Tell us about the best way to get adoption. That's a, a very good question. Obviously, if I add the perfect answer, I would have like way more users on my platform, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think what we saw uh, for us as an NFT project uh, when we created Boontis, for example, or Gamified Rating Platform, mm -hmm. is that it's just like you, you look for an answer to a problem, you know? So for us, it was Goskid have this identity of being a community that trades a lot, you know? And because we wanted to be a win-win situation, we was looking for a way to reward these people that trade because they bring a lot of value to our community. So we was like, okay, let's create an engagement platform. When they raid, they earn experience, you know, they can level up and they get rewarded. So it was a, a way to do it, you know. 
and then same thing for our rating service like okay now we have this platform we can generate a lot of engagement projects are looking for engagement let's sell them engagement you know so we just always like try to find a way to solution people problem and obviously if you do that and you do it in the right way with a good user experience i would say that's the best way to acquire user obviously sometimes it's it's more than that you know because we can see good platform that have a concurrent that always have most of the market share and even if you come with a better product it's hard to make people change their habits so i would say another thing is also to have like the first mover advantage that is sometimes really powerful because uh you know let's say there is like magic eden for example that is the most used marketplace i could come tomorrow with a marketplace that is 10 times better on every aspect but it would be really hard to move people from magic eden to my marketplace because they have their habits people are most of the time you know a bit lazy you know they don't want to change their habits uh they will go like where the most liquidity is at the end of the day so it's really hard to get users like that so i think also first mover advantage is very important absolutely yeah it's just um there will there will always be more platforms that want to to topple the first mover and actually i think it's possible for platforms to do it it's just a very very difficult battle they have to be much much better and somehow market much much better um you know because obviously i don't know if you were around or or you're old enough to remember um the very old streaming services, places where you downloaded music, you know. Um, oh, like LimeWire Lime or yeah, that Kazaa, kind of site? Things yeah. like that, yeah. So, um, you know, now they've actually kind of been replaced uh, because, you know, Apple, um, and they've been replaced by models where people uh, don't mind paying money for, which is quite interesting because we, you know, at that time, people thought, oh, why would people ever pay money when they can just download music free forever um, but you know there was enough incentive and enough reduction in friction uh, that people still went back to paying for music um, online <laughs> you know so I thought I think that's quite interesting so um, I, I think people shouldn't give up too easily just because they are not the first mover but I definitely think that a first mover has a big advantage and if someone has an idea and they're the first mover then I would think that they need to really put their best effort in because once they release that platform, it's going to be copied. So they need to be the best even from the start and then keep competitive, I'm thinking. What, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Being the first mover doesn't guarantee you that you will always be there, be there because as you said, there will always be like new contestants that will come and try to take your spot. But I still think, you know, that it, it gives a big advantage and, and depending like the domain, you know, it's easier to keep it or not, uh, you know, to give again, like the example of marketplace, people will follow the liquidity. So if you don't find a way to bring the liquidity, uh, it will be hard for you. But, you know, an example, for example, with Blur, I think that we saw on Ethereum, they managed to get some of that liquidity by giving very good incentive with the airdrop and with the farming, you know. So there is always way to achieve it. But obviously, it makes your life like way harder and you need to be way better. But at the same time, you know, for us as a user, it's a good thing because competition means that both parts will uh, improve, they will try to innovate, and at the end, the user always win, you know, for that kind of battle. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, competition is, is good because without competition, the platforms will just stay the same. <laughs> Nothing will happen um, in terms of improvement. So uh, what's your message to new developers trying to get full-time jobs in Web3? 
Ah, contact Ghost Kid. I think that's a first good advantage, uh, a first good advice. No, but uh, more seriously, I would say that first, you know, the thing is to build like a good portfolio, you know, with your experience, like, you know, your GitHub page, thing like that. Obviously, like it's your, it's like your, your resume, you know, that you can show to other projects. And one other thing, you know, that I will say more on the Ghost Kid side and what worked for us is that once again, you know, we see young developers working with us and they wasn't scared to commit a bit of their time, even if the financial return was not instant and, you know, with a lot of money. Um, the fact that, they, for example, Kilian that was working with us committed time to build this platform. After that, it was way easier for him to find like new job as a freelance, you know, and that's what he do today. So sometimes just committing a bit of your time, especially when you are young and you don't have experience, uh, it's a good thing, you know. I see a lot of new developers that come to the space and say, you know, oh, I want to be paid that much, but you don't have any experience yet, you know. So sometimes just giving a bit of your time, don't be exploit, obviously, you know, like that's not the advice. But if you see a project that you think can be like a good opportunity for you, bring you a lot of exposure and you still have like a little financial compensation, even if it's not as much as what you wanted, I think it can be a good bet for you for the long term, you know, because sometimes young people, you know, they see a lot like the short term, but long term, if you bet on yourself, you met the good people, you build your network, at the end of the day, you can win way more, you know, so that would be my advice. Yeah, that's that's good advice because obviously people at some point, they, they need to be paid, but if they are able to come in, gain the uh, networks that they have, you know, in Web3, um, and gain the experience, then they can use that to to make much more later. But obviously, it has to be, as you say, a balance between that and earning money to sustain themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but to take the example, like there's a lot of young people, you know, like they are still like uh, at their parent home, so they don't really have like a lot of expense, stuff like that. And my message is more that don't be afraid of commit, of commit uh, a bit of time, you know, uh, for like future improvement. Uh, obviously, once again, take care to don't be exploited because they also like people that are not honest that will try to, you know, take your time and don't pay you like never and that will bring you nothing. So be careful of that because this space is not always, you know, like uh, all pink, everyone is friend and all of that. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I think sometimes it can be a, be a good thing to do and uh, for your career long term. Any final messages for all the Web3 builders in the Web3 space? I would say, you know, to just try to find the things that you love to do, you know, like sometimes people, they always, you know, try to follow the meta or, you know, like do things that they don't really like, but because I think that it would work. And, you know, I think that in this space, especially like it's important to do something that make you vibe because people will feel it, you know, and if you find something that work for you and you go in that niche, you know, I think that can be a great way to succeed, you know, as a builder. And also, I would say, like, you know, try to be close from your community, like your community for me uh, and the way we work with Ghost Kid, I think it's your biggest resource, you know, like for me, community is the best marketing tool if you use it properly. It's the best source of inspiration if used properly, you know, so really a strong community can do everything for an NFT project. At the end of the day, it's, you know, once again, it's just a cool community of people behind the JPEG. So if you manage to use it properly, it's your most powerful weapon, you know. So try to align incentive with the people inside your community. Try to be as close as possible as them. Take time, you know, go in voice chat, go in the general chat, talk with them. And if people feel like involved in the project, 
they will give it back to you. And that's where for me, you create like a, a success story and everyone can win. Yes, I totally agree with that. And that's kind of summarizing what we discussed, you know, for these last few minutes about building, building communities in Web3 and building products in Web3 um, in terms of just building things that you can ship, isn't it? So I think that's all really important. Uh, thank you so much. I, I like to say as well that I am also a, a ghost kid holder. I don't talk much in the chat and I've been a long-term holder, but I really uh, appreciate and I really support all the good builder projects in Solana. So that's why, that's why I needed to collect your NFT as well. Thank you for what you do in the space. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. So please be sure to follow uh, Shadow on Twitter uh, to find out more about his work. His handle is uh, ShadowGKD. So that's S-H-A-D-O-W-W-G-K-D. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Zero to One Cast and that it's been useful for you. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out at 021fm.web3 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoy your day and we appreciate you for tuning in. Be sure to join us on our next episode as we continue our enjoyable journey from zero to one. Thank you. <laughs>